And welcome back to another episode of Wrestling is Trash, the podcast where us trash boys get together with friends, family, boys, girls, and we talk everything professional wrestling, but mostly focusing on the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. Welcome back, everyone. I am one of your co-hosts, Trash Boy Numero Uno, Nick Anacelli, coming to you live from California. Uh... Before I go further and pass it off to my fellow trash boy, I want to give my fellow trash boy a shout out. Holding it down last week while I was away for work, did his own little solo episode, came out phenomenal. Not, do. not just saying that in a biased standpoint. As I said, got back from work and that was the first thing I tuned into. So I'm glad to be back. But as I said, let me pass it off to my boy Lou. Lou, how you doing? Man, Lou from the BX, man. Happy to be back full force on the show. Nick Nick back from his fucking secret missions and shit that he goes on. <laughs> See how vague he gets. Uh, Nick is back. Everybody's here. We're good to go. Uh, Wrestling is Trash, episode 122. We're here to talk to wrestles and all things in between. But today, because you already know about me and Nick, but today we have a very special guest in the house. As you can see, we have been joined by a fellow Florida podcaster, my boy, Mr. Delvin Cox. Delvin. How are you? I'm doing good, brother. It, let, let me let me let me break something down real quick. <laughs> Here we go. I'm I'm good friends. Already started with B Rob. He's a piece of shit. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. But yes. Yeah, he sucks. Let, let me let me let me. It's it's so funny that it took for him to leave the show for me to get on this goddamn show. Can you see? And you see how that shit works, bro. That dude, yeah. man, he's the worst. The worst. The absolute worst. He knows I like wrestling. He's seen me talk about wrestling all the time. Then as soon as he leaves, oh, Delvin, you want to come to the show? Sure. <laughs> and, and it's funny, too, because Delvin almost, he, he literally almost invited himself on the show. Because yeah. I was telling him, like, oh, yeah, you know, we uh, talk about, he's like, oh, I could, I, I'm good for seven. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, what a dick. Why did I, I'm horrible at, bro, there's one thing about me, I'm terrible at fucking networking, bro. Awful. Yeah, it's, it's not a problem. I, I have many friends who are not great at networking. So I have to network for them sometimes. <laughs> but with Rob, he just does it because he's a dick. Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. Yeah, fuck, fuck you, Rob. I don't fuck care if you Rob. started this. Fuck you. <laughs> 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 nah, much love. Nah, fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad to have you on. This is our. Thank first you. Show. Yeah, hell yeah. When we talking about Rob, this ain't his show. This is fucking wrestling the street. He, 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 he left. He's done yeah. with this show. He still he said he was going to get cigarettes, never came back. That's yeah. right. That's still waiting. Like Rob shit. We still waiting for fucking Rob to come back. So speaking of uh, you know, saying Florida podcasters and all that, me and Delvin actually met in person this past weekend. We met yeah. up at the Impact Wrestling show that we had here in Pembroke Pines, which is like a stone's throw away from my house, but it's a little bit further away for Delvin. And I figured we just, you know, real quick, kind of just give a little quick experiences about how that live show was. Because I honestly haven't been to too many live shows. I really haven't. Um, I've been to some Raws back in like 2000 and uh, a couple of little house shows and stuff like that. But this was like, I went in January to the Impact show and I came back for this one. And I mean, for me, it was fucking dope. I had a great yeah. time. It's, uh, it's cool because it's like a smaller venue. So, it, like, anywhere you sit, basically, you, you have great seats, which I really appreciate. So, um, 
Yeah, but just just it, it was super fun. The the show's supposed to air this Thursday, from what I understand, because um, uh, they break it up into segments and stuff like that. But I had a great time. Unfortunately, one thing that bothered me though that I brought up to Delvin is like I bought my tickets as soon as they became available, and I was sitting third row back from the front. This guy. <laughs> finds out about the show after me and he's sitting in the front row and I'm yeah. trying to figure out how that happened. <laughs> yeah, man. I he he sent me the link too. And when he said yeah. I'm like, oh I'm like, oh, that's some front row tickets right there. It, it's not wasn't that expensive. So I'm like, no, at all. In front row. Why not? If you look if you guys don't mind me asking, how much was it? So uh, my tickets, I think, I don't even really remember how much they were. I think it was because I paid for the two nights. And I, yeah. unfortunately, I didn't go to the second night. But I think it was, I think my tickets were like 78 bucks. That's not bad at all. I think. I think you know, before taxes and Ticketmaster were all their fucking ass raping fees that they like to throw into your shit. But um, yeah, I think it was like 100 bucks, bro, for, for everything, which is for a wrestling show. Bro, I was sitting. You guys saw the pictures if you checked yeah. out Wrestling Trash social media. Dude, I was sitting third row back from the ring and literally on the ramp. Like, on the ramp. I just had one very weird dude sitting right next to me, but I was right on the ramp. It's funny. So, I saw you post that photo. I was like, oh, that must be one of his boys. But I guess it's not your boy. <laughs> Bro, when I got there, I walked in. I go to my section, and I see three people in my section. And, of course... One of the three people in my section is literally sitting right next to me up against the gate, and there's no one else in the row. So I had to walk in, sit right next to this dude, and I'm like, hey, buddy, how you, how you doing? <laughs> this is mad awkward. Yeah. Uh, Delvin, you had a good time, though? Yeah, it was fun. My tickets was maybe $20 more than lose on. Yeah. And I was like in the front. I had a blast. Like, it was really cool. I, now I like the intimate atmosphere of the impact shows because it feels like I've been to, well, lately I've been to like, um, been to three or four AEW shows that were down here before that. I went to a WWE show before the pandemic. Right. Now I remember that I didn't have, I had decencies for that one. The, the dark match, put it this way, the dark match main event for that event. I went to was Bailey versus Charlotte. Oof. And it was and it was old Bailey. It was Bailey, not not heel Bailey. It was Hogger Bailey? Yes. Oh, so, um, but before that, I the last show I went to before that was um, what is WrestleMania twenty nine? Zena versus Rock. Oof! Oh, oh yeah! Wow! But yeah, yeah, um, I enjoyed this show a lot. It was a lot of great matches there that I enjoyed, and also because it's so intimate. The wrestlers react to you more, and I like I like that aspect of it. Like, Hell yeah! You, know, you talk think, crap to a wrestler, and they can they can hear you, and they're gonna respond. Yeah, there was a uh, one point in the match where Bully came out because the thing with those Impact shows is like people come out two or three times because they're recording like two or three two or three different shows, so they yes. break it up to like their their dark show, and then they have like this week's Impact and next week's Impact. So Bully came out twice. There's a couple of people that came out two times, but Bully Ray came out two times. And there was one time where there was this dude behind me talking mad, mad shit to Bully Ray. And Bully literally stopped and he just leaned over the ramp and he was like, you're a fucking mark. 
I can beat your ass and I'll be out of jail in a fucking hour. You're a fucking mark. I was just sitting back like, oh shit, hey bro, you might want to calm that shit down, bro. Bully, bully ain't the one. Bully's not the one, bro. Yeah, yeah. something something about your shows like that, man. Like I, I guess this is my advice. I've been to a bunch of shows, like house shows, pay-per-views, whatever. Like pay-per-views, I think I've said it on here. Pay-per-views are always fun because you're gonna get like a pay-per-view card. But I'd rather go to a house show than like a Raw, SmackDown, or a Dynamite. Because yeah. of that, you said that reasons they interact and tickets are usually cheaper. So you're more like you have more of that splurge. Oh, I can sit closer because it's not TV. And they interact. They interact with you more. They have more fun pondering to the crowd. Like I like shit like that. Yeah. It's, pretty it's cool. definitely fucking dope, dude. I actually have a house show later on in this episode I'm going to be talking about. But for now. I think we should jump real quick into this news roundup. So today, gigantic news popped off, and uh, it's basically taken over wrestling Twitter for the day. And that is the news that Vince McMahon is reportedly returning to WWE in his chairman role. According to the Wall Street Journal, so this isn't from some news rag-ass Twitter account. This is from the Wall Street Journal, because um, they, they get the real news, not the fake news. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Vince is still the majority shareholder of the company and he can literally walk back in. But my question is, should he be walking back in, gentlemen? No. I say no, man. Like, because the company, the last six months, right? Yeah, six months, July, pretty much. Yep. Night and day difference from January to June to July <laughs> to December. Night and day product, night and day everything. And, you see the success online. Everyone's raving about like how it's so much better now. And it's like, all right, man, like if you want to maybe come back on the business side of houses, like I, right, whatever, but you don't take that pencil or pen away from Triple H right now and his ideas and his crew and newly appointed crew, which we'll probably dive into. You you let them handle that. You can go to Raw, go to SmackDown, but don't don't grab that pen. Right. That's all I really got to say. I, that's all I really got. But no, overall, though, no. What do you think, Delvin? I'm going to keep it 100. He should stay as far away from WWE as possible. And it's not only because of, like, you know, his booking was atrocious the past several years. Not just let's leave that part to aside. The fact that why he left. Yeah. He left in shame. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm, I'm speculating. Let me make, make this clear. I'm very much speculating. Everything that happened with that moment was intentional. That stuff that leaked out about it, that whole expose and stuff like that, people knew what they were doing. Oh, yeah. That was, and people coming out and saying, speaking their mind and about everything that happened in the investigation, that was intentional. They wanted him out. And that was a bad look for WWE. It really was. So him coming back, especially so soon, just, yeah, he just didn't feel right. Not even a year. And it's funny yeah. because uh, I think it was Kevin Nash or somebody. He said, uh, uh, no, it was uh, Roman Reigns, actually. Roman Reigns was like, he'll be back in six months. And it's not, it hasn't even been six months, honestly. He's yeah. fucking talking about he's going to walk back into the company. Look, for me, dude, I don't want him back. Um, I really don't. And I'm not going to sit here and say Raw is in a much, I mean, it's in a better place, I will say that, but um, I haven't been enjoying Raw for the last uh, 
mm. month or so, maybe more, but a month or two, it's been kind of like hit or miss. There's been some things under that I've enjoyed, like Judgment Day, Rhea Ripley, et cetera, et cetera. But like last night's Raw was fucking, it, 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 I couldn't fucking do it. I turned that shit off. It was fucking, I, I couldn't do it. Um, and it, but just Vince, bro, you're 70 fucking three years old, bro. You have no, there's no reason for you to be coming back and being in charge of any kind of creative for fucking wrestling. Yes, you've brought a lot to the business and all due respect and all that. And just speaking on a wrestling aspect, because again, on this show, we really don't like to go into speculation and innuendo and who did what or whatever. I have no proof I wasn't there. I don't know. But the fact that he's got two lawsuits coming his way from these women who are accusing him of horrible shit. And there's a Vice documentary coming out about him with some horrible shit in it. I find the timing of this very odd. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I just, he doesn't need to be back, bro. Just long story short. He, I just don't, I don't want him back and he don't need to be back. That's basically the, the, now, the long and short of it. Let me guys, I want to ask you a question and I just want from both of you a yes or a no, no explanation. Vince McMahon, head of wrestling, not just of wrestling for years, right? AEW comes along, right? It's doing phenomenal. Proud of it. All that. He leaves. And for six months, WWE is getting praise that it probably hasn't gotten since, you want to argue, late 2000s? Now, maybe maybe the 10s when Rock first came back, they were kind of doing some things then with the whole punk thing. But you think this is coming back out of a more of like a petty... I'm jealous that this is happening and that the company's thriving without me. Yes. Yeah, I'm in the middle on. Like that. you get what I'm asking though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's basically is he coming back for spite? Uh, yeah. I I would say yeah, yeah. Especially since there was like that report that he uh he felt like he got bad advice from people when he stepped away originally. So now he feels like he could have just stayed and swept it under the rug. So. Yeah, that definitely sounds like a spite thing. But staying within the WWE, we got word that Mercedes Varnado, a.k.a. Sasha Banks, is heading to New Japan Pro Wrestling. She is going to be heading to New Japan Pro Wrestling sometime, I think, in January on a per-appearance basis. Now, I don't know how many times she's going to appear. I don't know if she's jumping into this tournament or how exactly the full details of it but the one detail that did come out is that supposedly she's getting the highest payday any wrestler has ever gotten to appear in new japan chris jericho had the record of a hundred thousand dollars per appearance she's getting more than that they didn't specify how much but she's getting more so um Another part of this news is that it said that she's supposedly far away from coming back from WWE as far as contracts are concerned. So my question is, are you uh, going to sign up for New Japan World now to see Sasha Banks wrestle? Or not Sasha Banks, but, you know, Mercedes, Mercedes Monet. You can just wait a couple more weeks and watch it on AEW. <laughs> True. Oh, yeah. yeah, so I 100% think that she's going to AEW, and I 100% think that she's gonna do some big things in New Japan because I think out of all the places, AEW, I know people were saying that for a long time, it's not gonna happen. AEW seems like the perfect fit for her. You go one day a week work of work, 
She can still do her movies and stuff like that. She can go do New Japan as many times she wants to. Yeah. They can pay her oodles and boodles of money. Um, it's just like it just seems like a perfect fit. Whereas WWE, she's she. I feel like if she goes to WWE, not like this say anything bad about Sasha. It would kind of tarnish what she did. Her, her walking out a little bit, not much, but it would a little bit because what she walked out for. Frankly speaking, it's the same thing they're kind of doing now. We're like, hey, you didn't put no respect on the tag teams, and you're still not doing that. Yeah. And if she goes back, she's kind of under their creative, whereas AEW's creative and New Japan, for that matter, is a little bit more loose, and you kind of can be yourself. And it kind of feels like that's what she wants to do. Ooh, the Sasha stands are going to be mad at you, boy. <laughs> they going to be mad right. at you. But I, I, they probably are, but... I think it's about her having her creative freedom it's to right do what still. she wants to do. And frankly speaking, she's a huge star. She, it, like she, she's in the Mandalorian, yeah. and WWE did not take advantage of that. She was in the Mandalorian, one of the biggest Disney Plus shows there is. And she wasn't like just a, like a small side character. She was a character that they can obviously build upon. Yeah, she's she's a star, and she's like a star that has the potential of a, like a rock. She had that type of ceiling. So when you have somebody like that, you gotta let them grow. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, do you think, Nick? I love this for many reasons. One, because they both want her. Both like major American companies want her. Very obvious, right? Yes. Wherever she goes. And I love how it's like Sasha Banks, like a homegrown, did her thing, going out in movies and my runway floors and all this and doing great things. And I will watch Wrestle Kingdom now because she's going to be there just like I did with Chris Jericho when I knew he was going to be there. And, you know, I don't care which one she goes to, to be honest, I'd be happy with either. Because, yeah. you know, I think she's, she is. She's obviously a way bigger star than CM Punk, but she's going to get that CM Punk type of love from Tony Khan for sure. The thing I hate about this the most, and I'm going to ask you guys what I should do, and obviously money is where it kicks in now because I don't want to spend too much. The advertised match where Soraya has a mystery opponent is here an hour away in you LA. Should go. You should 100% go. And that's also the best of seven, probably the finals of Omega, uh, the Elite, and Death Triangle. Damn. I mean, yeah, if you got the opportunity to go to that show, man, I, I would probably go, man. I mean, I know it's an hour. I know I'm talking shit because I didn't want to drive 40 minutes to go to the fucking FTX arena to go see that uh, AEW show. Actually, that's where me and Delvin were originally supposed to hook up at. Yeah. Um, and I kind of regret it because that's where Malachi Black fucking and appeared for the first that's time. What I don't want because I'd be going sheer off of base like, yo, I could be there when she debuts. But that's the thing too. I don't know. Like, so for me, going back a little bit, um, I'm definitely signing up for New Japan because I want to watch that actual match. I want to see it. Um, and I hadn't really thought too much about her going to AEW. I thought for sure she was gonna go back, but honestly, I feel like Delvin just kind of made some real strong points that what really what else is she gonna do in WWE? Like she's gonna win another women's title. Yay! Now I'm a eight-time women's champion like she still got to catch charlotte charlotte's up to 13. Do that. you know what i'm saying on top of that if they let her and then 
you know, what is she going to do? Go get the tag titles again? Well, they don't even really have tag teams in, in there to, to deal with. Like, you got damage control. That's it. So they haven't done anything to elevate that division since they've been gone. So she'd be coming back, and she'd be right back in that same circle of, like, uncertainty. So I could totally see her going to AEW, having the freedom, having the less. Plus, Tony Khan, supposedly, you know, these people leak these things. It's been said that Tony is willing to open up his checkbook and sign whatever number Sasha puts on there for her to join AEW. So he's willing to give her whatever money. Um, and I think that's a good move because she is a gigantic star. She's only going to get bigger. If she comes over, that's going to bring fucking eyes. Could that's you see her a getting eyes. a con? Could you see her, regardless what company now, having like a clause in her contract? Like if she's not happy after six months or a year, she can bounce? I mean, it depends on where she signs. Because so I don't think WWE plays that shit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Do you think AEW, like if you're, so if I'm Tony Khan and she throws that as me, as much as I wouldn't want to, I'm taking it. And yeah. I'm going to make her the happiest person for that one year, six months or whatever. I'm, I know it's interesting. I'll admit this yeah. is the first story in a while where it's like, she could show up at the Rumble and I'm not shocked. She could show up at Dynamite and I'm not shocked. She could show up at neither in the month of January and I'm I agree. Not. And that's what I love about this. And I really, this is one story I'm really going to do my best to try not to hear spoilers. Even yeah. though, as we said, the Sasha stands are strong. So this is one of them that, unless, you, so mad. unless you one, you just don't open Twitter. They are so mad on Twitter, bro. They, they, if people don't even know how to feel on Twitter because it's like they got the Sasha stands and you know they want her back in their beloved WWE and it seems like she's not going back, so they're yeah, fighting they, everyone. It's just a mess, dude. Her fans don't want her, her hardcore fans don't want her going to AEW, of course not. But they're those are the fans that shit on AEW and they're probably yeah. thinking, well, now I'm gonna look stupid because I'm obviously gonna watch it. I, I always found that silly, just like. I don't. I try not to shit on either company because I know there are certain things from both companies I love. So why would I just go out the way to shit on it? Facts. That is one hundred percent the way we feel on this show. People take note of that. Yeah, we do have our. We do. That's the thing we do here. We do have our criticisms of things, but that doesn't mean oh I hate WWE now because I don't like this. No, I I watch that shit fucking almost every week. There's so much content I I I can't watch it all, but I still watch it because it's this is my shit. Yeah. But going into keeping with the WWE, we got two more stories here, and these are kind of more like a, a down and a and an up. So Matt Riddle has been sent to a rehab facility for a wellness violation. Cocaine supposedly this is his, yeah, supposedly this is his second offense. Um, so it's a little weird because usually the wellness policy you you hear about it immediately when it happens and. When I heard this, the first thing that struck me was like, oh, damn, I haven't heard a fucking wellness policy suspension in like since Jeff Hardy, when Jeff Hardy was supposedly Wrong. given the option to go to rehab or whatever. And that was fucking months ago. So I don't really have much to say about this, bro. Again, this is like real personal. And, you know, I like Matt Riddle a lot. And I, I know he's going through a divorce and all that other shit. So I just hope the dude's OK. And, you know. Hopefully, uh, this these people, you know, they take care of dude and they they fix them up because that shit's I that shit is shit ain't no joke. Oh, I got a question. Oh, sorry, you go. go. The wellness policy 
is now laxed on weed, if I'm correct, right? Yes, 100 I believe so, yeah. They, they've kind of taken it off the table, so this is something yeah. more yeah. He, He's going in for cocaine and I think some other shit. What I yeah, it was cocaine. That was the, they, okay. they either found him with cocaine or I, I don't know what happened exactly, but it, it definitely was out there that it was for I don't know cocaine. if you know this about cocaine. I only know this from the military and just like training. Cocaine gets out of you in like three, four days max. So oh, this shit. dude was taking a piss test. Yeah, like that. I know that for a fact because I had to get certified and all that drug dumb shit. But like, right. so if that dude tested positive, say at a raw, they did the testing. That means there was a very likely chance he did that over the weekend. Who was it that uh, Iron Sheik? And again, I don't know why I feel to make light Hacksaw of this. Hacksaw Jim wasn't it? It was Iron Sheik or somebody said, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't like cocaine. I just like the way it smells. <laughs> But uh, the only thing I got to really say on it is, and it's not even to be funny, hopefully RK Bro's kicking in here. Randy Orton's been very open about being young and dumb and all this. Yeah. And knowing the potential Riddle has, I'm hoping when he caught wind of this, he made a phone call like, hey, motherfucker. Like, yeah, for real. Don't, Again, don't be. I, I don't really be but I hope the best Matt, part. You know, big fan of Matt Riddle. I just hope everything's okay with that dude, man, because this just sucks. Um, and finally, just fucking rounding out the news cycle here, William Regal officially has joined WWE. The rumors are true. He has gone from AEW, he has joined WWE, and he has now been promoted to vice president. So just congratulations to William Regal. This is what I was talking about on my solo show, where you get somebody like this and you put them in a position of not so much power, but like definitely creative power. Because yeah. you want to utilize that dude's wrestling mind to better your roster. So I think this is a great move. I'm I'm happy for William Regal. I'm glad he's happy and he's doing his thing. And, you know, everybody kind of separated amicably. Yeah. They gave him a position you can refuse. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hey, come home, work with your son. We'll pay you, you know, the real looking nice amounts of coach and Did give you a BP title. Hey, I know we don't do, we try to be very positive on the show. And one thing we're not usually positive about is Vince McMahon. But I think I tagged Lou in the video. I'm going to give Vince yeah. McMahon some props here. I don't know if you heard about this, uh, Delvin. But so, Willie, Vince, long story short, let Regal debut in AEW when he did. Because Regal called him. He's like, hey, something along the lines like, hey, I got this opportunity with Brian. And he's like, he's a big fan of Brian to go do this. And he's like, this was in the beginning of March, and I, he's, uh, he's been WWE still paid him till the end of April. So he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the first person to get paid by both companies at the same time, <laughs> which I think is dope just in general. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. Vince, uh, kind of, because he was still under contract, and he just let him go work for AEW while he was still contracted and paid him out. So it seems like if you're in that legit good boy club with Vince, you can do what the fuck you want. Like Chris Jericho, how he let him come on Stone Cold show and then how he went on McAfee show. And like, it seems yeah. like if you're in that good boy club, man, with Vince, you can really do a fucking lot. Yeah. yeah and it, it seems like what, what, you know, what you've heard over the years is true. Like, you know, people like I've heard Chris Jericho say like, yo, if you have something with Vince, you get right in his face and you let him know, straight up what it is either you like or don't like and then he'll either he'll make a decision but don't pussyfoot around with the guy just be straight up and be like hey i want this i need this and he usually it's comes the, through so just like when daniel bryan wanted to stay with wwe 
but he wanted to work with New Japan. Vince tried, it just didn't work out. Yeah. If you in that good boy club, you in that good boy club. <laughs> yeah, just Vince, you know. Vince is just a fascinating guy in general. Like yeah, he, just don't you know, just don't sit with him in back of limos, and you should be fine. Just yeah. don't sneeze. That's a sign of weakness. Uh, yeah, don't 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 chew your steak before he chews his. Because God help you if you do it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're ever having dinner with Vince McMahon. So guys, uh, this weekend of the wrestles that we had here. We had two pay-per-views. Now, I really don't feel the need to go over both of these in depth. I know I did kind of a a quick picks on my card for last week. But honestly, there's really only one thing I really want to talk about here. And that's the ROH Final Battle show, which um, I enjoyed the show. I saw some people saying that it was like show of the year. I don't think it was. I mean, it was a good, good show. Good show. But there's show of the year for me is, is still uh, Forbidden Door, and it, it's I, that's gonna that's the runaway show for me. But anyway, um, two things about this show: I'm very happy for Athena. Um, the match was great. I love Mercedes Martinez. I think they had a real good match. Um, I'm super happy that she's champion now, um, and I enjoyed the show. But listen, look, let's just cut to the fucking chase here. That fucking Briscoes and FTR match, bro. Yes. Listen, that's my match of the year. And I know, you know, whenever something new happens, it, you always want to be like, oh, that's my this, and that's my game of the year, and that's my movie of the year. Nah. This match, this match is, it, it's one of those matches where it, it like, it, it reminds me of why I love wrestling. Like, I was watching this match, and I was, like, completely captivated by it. I, I, I wasn't. I didn't have on my booking brain and asking the dumb questions I usually ask myself when I'm watching a match. I was just glued to the TV. I couldn't believe some of the shit I was seeing. Um, and the storytelling in the match was just fantastic. I really, really love the Briscoes and I really love FTR. The three matches they had this year, I think honestly that trilogy is probably, it's one of the greatest tag team trilogies ever in wrestling. And one of these days we're going to make a list of those and this is going to be up there if not number one for me because it just was fucking fantastic i don't know what you guys thought about it but you know I, I think this is just perfect proof of what ftr has been saying all along and they kind of what i appreciate about ftr is they kind of took the whole thing where vince was saying i don't like tag team wrestling and they kind of took it the ball around with it like you know what you may not like it, but we're going to give the world a reason to love tag team wrestling. That's what they've been on a mission with. Like, if you look at the matches they've had this, just this past week, they, they wrestled the acclaim. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a great match. Like, it's it's insane that they're putting out these such such great work, and then you get to this dog collar match, and it's like, holy shit. It, you can make the argument that FTR might be wrestlers of the year. Oh yeah, as a collective, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know people want to say Roman Reigns and stuff like that, but if you look at the matches this year, if you think of the matches that like were people consider classics, FTR is like always in in, in those conversations. It's it's always a different match. It's like yeah. this FTR match and this FTR match and this match with Dax and Daniel Brian Danielson. I feel like they've just been doing amazing stuff, like the best stuff of their career right now, and it's, they're on fire. 
Yeah, they're uh, they're my tag team of the year, which future speculating a future episode we're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, I just thought like it's just this was one of them where it's like, all right, they went twice, bang, it's like, what can you? Oh yeah, dog collar match. It's like, <laughs> and they just delivered and delivered, and it's like. I want to see the Briscoes work more and more with, like, other tag teams. I want them to get their television time. That's a whole other subject we can dive into. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was definitely match of the weekend for sure. You know, you could argue probably match of the month, even match of the quarter. Probably people will talk about it there, match of the year. You know what I mean? Like, just a phenomenal, phenomenal match. Like you said, FTR, like... Them dudes, it's like they, you have guys who deliver at every time, but like they deliver on Dynamite, on Rampage, on Dark, and AAA, and ROH. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everywhere they go, like, you talk about their match, and just two stocky white dudes that can just go in the ring. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I respect the fuck out of them guys. Yeah. yeah, and it, it almost felt like they had a chip on their shoulder because I wanted to look it up real quick to make sure. But um, FTR was ranked number two, and the Briscoes were ranked number three in the PWI top uh, 100 tag teams. So it was Usos. the Usos, Usos, FTR, and the Briscoes. So you Which all number, three had an amazing year. And they've had an all of them have had a banger every year. So you had the number two team and the number three team like, you know what? We're gonna go out there and we're gonna fucking show you what tag team wrestling is. And they went out there and no. they they really went at it, man. Just and I know a lot of people are kind of skittish about the blood and all that. Some people can't handle blood in matches and things like that. This match was bloody as fuck. So if you oh, can't yeah. handle that shit, the ref was bleeding. Everybody yeah. was bleeding, yeah. bro. Everybody was bleeding. So I don't think I've ever seen a ref bleed in a match before like i don't really watch too much hardcore wrestling anymore but i can't remember the last time i saw a ref bleeding if ever now now let me ask you guys this i think the usos and the ftr ftr only had a few matches when they were both in wwe i think if they're very obvious if the four of them went with no rules like just go they deliver you think the usos and briscoes would deliver oh my god yeah they would it'll be a very different match but I think they could that'll never happen, obviously. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say never say never, but just that that stigma that the Briscoes seem to have on them, I, I don't think they'd ever end up on WWE television. If they haven't yet, I really don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, I remember no. there was rumors at one point they almost did in like eighteen, maybe before AEW. I'm surprised they didn't get on AEW sooner, to be honest. Yeah, well, that's because they have this. There's this one. Supposedly, there's this one exec who will not let go of the fact that they had some homophobic tweets in like 2010 or something. So they just do not want them on their TV. Although I was talking in the group chat earlier and I, they just posted a video for the road to dynamite for this week, which is like their, I don't know people, if you know what that is or not, it's a, it's a weekly like hype show for the upcoming dynamite. And the Briscoes were actually there on the goddamn show, like physically. So I was very Ooh. surprised to see them on there. So who knows? They might be loosening their grip on that. No, yeah, Del. Cool. I thought you had something to throw in there, Del. No, I, I think I think you're right. I hope I hope they do because um, I feel like, and this is not me being controversial stuff like that, but wrestling has a tendency to have people who are unsavory. 
It's not like, like yeah. so it's not so why if we're gonna single out the Briscoes and yeah, what they did was wrong. There, there's some other people on different TV show, whether WWE or AEW, who do, also does some unsavory things and dare I say illegal things that are still on TV Absolutely. that nobody about. Absolutely, dude. There's no doubt about that. There are some definite secrets out there. And there's some things that are not so secret out there, but people still seem to be employed. So I don't see why the Briscoes can't be on TV. Yes. Um, and they've apologized profusely about it, too. So I don't, I don't, what else do you want from these people? I agree. But, gentlemen, speaking of Twitter and, you know, that kind of thing, I saw, I thought it'd be a fun thing to do on the show where I found a Twitter, a Twitter trend. For some reason, I can't say that word that phrase i saw a trend on twitter the other day and i saved it because i figured it'd be a cool thing to do here on the show just uh 18 questions it's kind of like one of them old school myspace surveys that used to blast out where you see them in there and fill it out yeah man myspace shout out to shout out to tom bro all he wanted to do was be our friend and we fucked that guy over um we, we all left for facebook like scumbags and we just left our friend tom um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know uh, how you guys exactly want to do this. We could just kind of roundtable it. Uh, we'll start at 1, go down to 18, and uh, just kind of go through these. So uh, I guess I can start. Um, the first one I have on here on the trend is uh, favorite theme song. So, again, this one was really hard, actually. Right, to, right just to start it off, it was really hard because you think of all the great themes that were out there, you know. And uh, you kind of got to pick one. But I just kind of narrowed it down. Um, I had the Rocks Hollywood theme in there. That I think the Rocks Hollywood theme when he was a heel is probably like my favorite version of his theme song. The Undisputed Era theme also was in there for me. I think I have to put that at number two. But for me, number one with a bullet is uh, Destroyer by Samoa Joe. Well, not by Samoa Joe. It's by the CFOs. But it's Samoa Joe's NXT theme. Okay. That fucking song. When you play that shit in your car and you got a good bass system in your whip and you throw that shit in there, bro, you, you can't help but just head nod. You got to open the window. You got to put your arm out the window, smoke a cigarette, do whatever it is you got to do. You feel extra gangster when you listen to that shit. Yeah. Uh, that was a banger. So I kind of did mine as like some of my throwback favorites and then current. So my throwback ones, well, even though it's, I don't know. Edge's theme still slaps with me. Yeah. Edge's theme still goes in with me. I'm a big fan of Triple H's The Game one. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Maybe because the workout playlist, like that one low-key hits. Um, and then I'm trying to think of another, like, throwback. Oh, I was a big fan of Stone Cold's Disturbed one he had. If you guys uh, remember that from, fire. like, 2001. Yeah, that's fire. Yep. Some of my favorite current ones, I'd say. Are uh, I really like Omos's theme. If you actually listen to Omos's theme, that's a big one. Uh, Solo Sokoa's. Uh, who else? There's someone. Uh, I I like Adam Cole's current AEW one as well. Yeah. A lot. And then Kenny Omega's, I'd say. Okay. Well, I, I cheated a little bit with mine. I, I picked two. <laughs> that's cool. My favorite licensed theme is CM Punk's on Call of Personality. That's okay. Song. And That's a banger. Yeah, man. I've always song. loved that song. Such a great song. Yeah. Unlicensed. It really song. is. Goldberg's theme. 
Goldbergstein. Goldbergstein does hit. That shit is kind of hard, bro. That shit is kind of hard. Because it perfectly, it does what you want a wrestling theme to do. It perfectly encapsulates who Goldberg is. Like, the, if you add the entrance and everything to it, the, the fire coming out of the thing, it's like, oh, shit, he's getting ready for war. I yeah. always loved that about him. The presentation of Goldberg is amazing. You know what yeah. it reminds me of? Tyson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when Tyson yeah. in his prime. Yeah. When Tyson would come out to, like, sometimes he'd come out to, like, the DM. A DMX song or something like that, and you just like, oh, yo, he's gonna he's gonna mess somebody up. Somebody's getting fucked up. It was it was it's the same <laughs> kind of feel for Goldberg, and that theme kind of did it for me. Oh yeah, yeah, man, that Goldberg thing. There's yeah. something about that. Um, I don't know if it's the same and if it's the exact same theme in WWE because you know sometimes they tweak them a little bit, but in WCW when he first came out at the beginning of it, there's almost like a. It's, it's it kind of sounds like a steam pipe or something. It's just kind of like, shh, boom. Yeah. The, like that little when you hear that little yeah. thing at yeah. the beginning, it's you just you get that like I used to fucking because WCW was like I I love my old WCW time. So that when he came out, that was just fucking the greatest. Yeah. All right. Uh, Numero dos. So wrestlers, you guys have met. You guys probably have might have a longer list than me because um, I really only have a very small amount. So for me, it was Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Deanna Parazzo, and The Rock. Now, the funny thing with The Rock is when I say The Rock, Nick perked up like, what? Uh, so yeah. I, used I forgot to work, this story. Yeah, so so I, I'll try to make this quick. Um, I used to work at Publix. When I first moved from New York, I the first job I got was at Publix. Now, the Publix I used to work at was in the hammocks, which is in... Miami and the Kendall area. Yes. So around the corner from there, there used to be this place called Porky's Gym, which doesn't exist anymore. I think now it's like a U-Fit or something. And um, at that time, which this was in 1997, 98, um, when I was working there, you know, me and the boys who worked there, we were all wrestling fans. We loved wrestling. We watched it. We went to each other's houses and watched the shit. We bought the pay-per-views and everybody would come over. So The Rock used to shop at our store with his wife. And at that time, he wasn't like the Scorpion King. Like he was just The Rock. Now he was famous in Miami because he played for UM. But yes. for most of us in the store, we all knew he was The Rock. And not a lot of other people did. So when he came in, we'd be like, yo, Rock, what's up? Oh, shit. Ah. Go up to him, dap him up and shit. And um, the one thing I will say about this dude is that I know that he's portrayed as like the nicest dude on earth when you see like him on Instagram and doing all these things, bro, that dude had no business being as nice to us as he did. And he would just say, what's up to everybody. He didn't look annoyed. He like, he was there shopping, like, you know what I'm saying? But he would always stop, say, what's up to us. He signed a few things. He did take a few pictures, but we knew well enough to like, say, what's up? And leave that man alone. Let him go shop. Let him do his thing. Don't fucking follow him around the goddamn store. So I think he appreciated that. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my number one because that's who, who's who's fucking more famous than The Rock. Yeah, you're winning that one. I got uh, so I met a bunch, but I'm gonna break it down into more like who I've conversated with. I guess you yeah. would say in that regards. Um, so as Lou knows, uh, real life friends with. Lacey Evans, so her, uh, Liv Morgan, Otis, 
which when I talked to Liv Morgan, that could be a whole episode of what was going through my body. Um, AJ, <laughs> AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy. Um, what's of it? But I don't know. The icing on the cake for me, it's definitely not no rock, but it was at that same WrestleMania weekend in New York when I was in the elevator and I closed the button to close and all of a sudden I heard, hey, hold that door, player. And Teddy Long called me player and I was like, I'm a mark. That's cool. My oh, license. shit. Yeah, so I, having, having uh, elevator conversations with Teddy Long was pretty cool for me. That was like the highlight of mine. Hold <laughs> that elevator player. When That's I heard cool. play, me and my boy <laughs> Joel look at each other thing like, and he texted me as we're in the elevator talking to him. He's like, no fucking way Teddy Long just called you player. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, These are mostly out of conventions, but Mickey James, of course. Um, I met Jared King Lawler. And I think the one I can think of off the top of my head that I, I had a conversation with that was pretty funny was Ron Simmons. Oh, Damn. shit. Yeah. I was at a convention with my kids. This is my daughter was young, right? So I was talking to Ron Simmons. He was signing autographs, stuff like that. And I have a picture. You know, Ron Simmons, like a, he sounded like a picture from me and stuff like that. So I grabbed one of the pictures. It's the, it was the APA shirt on. And my daughter looks at the shirt. And she says, Daddy, what did that say? And Ron Simmons just gives me this look like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> the shirt, you know, you have the APA damn shirt on. He's like, oh, shit. And I'm like, don't worry about it, baby. Just let him sign the picture. And he just oh, that's not hilarious. Man. Um, moving on, we got uh, our wrestling crushes. So I, I, like a dumbass, of course, I wrote a bunch of shit here, but I don't want to waste too much time on this. Thunder Rosa. Everybody knows I love Thunder Rosa. I have, I have a you know Willow Nightingale, Sasha Banks, Athena, Rekha Tahaka. There's, there's, there's crushes, and then there's Thunder Rosa. There's something about Thunder Rosa personality that I'm like I just I'm I don't want to say I'm drawn to her because that sounds fucking weird and stalkerish and I don't want to be like you know I don't want to get attacked or anything like that but she's just the fucking bomb I love her so much she's the best I could listen to her talk all day <laughs> I love that accent my uh my number two and the reason it's one is because I've met her in person know her personality but damn near still close Mandy Rose and then Liv Morgan I don't know. I fucking love Mandy Rose. We can the whole OnlyFans leak. We're not gonna dive into that. Oh but, uh, yeah. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. I just I, I love them both. <laughs> That's all I gotta say. I love them both. Um, now me now is probably um Jade. Oh, Jade. Oh, Athena. I, I can't. There's so sorry, many. I can't bring, I love Bianca Belair. Everything oh, yeah. about being of course, yeah, her, her too. When I was younger, Mickey James. Oh yeah, you know when I was younger, I had Ivory, bro. I was in love with Ivory, bro. I, I was your typical Trish Stratus guy. Nice, uh, gentlemen. Favorite wrestling move could be a finisher, could be a regular ass move. Any other any any wrestling move? Which one would be your favorite wrestling move? You can go first. I'm, I'm going to sit on this one for a second. I, I have two. Well, two. Count. It's the Goldberg Spirit Jackhammer. 
because that's it actually looks like it really hurts. That's a two piece. Like, that's a, a yeah. straight two piece. Like it really hurts. Yeah. And PD Williams, Canadian Destroyer. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's a good one. But it has to be PD Williams. Everybody that's when it now. actually when it actually meant something and actually finished yes. fucking matches. Yes. Yeah. My, I. Uh, oh, sorry. No, no. My personal favorite is kind of like that because um, I have. Well, I put three on here, and I'll just go through the first two real quick. Uh, the J Driller, which is Jay Briscoe's finisher, where he does the double underhook kind of pile driver, um, and Brian Cage's Drill Claw, which uh, Scott Steiner used to also also use that move, but he called it uh, he called it something else. But that shit is he picks you up like in a suplex mode and brings you straight down, kind of like in a pile driver motion. Um, but honestly, the Death Valley driver for me is probably I first saw Perry Saturn do that move like forever ago, and I fell in love with that shit. Whenever I made a um whenever I made a create a character in like WCW and WO Revenge or No Mercy or WrestleMania 2000, that was always my finisher, and I never understood why it wasn't wasn't used more. But now it's just like a setup move. But before it used to be a finisher. Uh mine. I'm a big fan of the F5, honestly. I love the F5. And then JBL's clothesline from hell. And he would run. That's a a dope finisher. With motherfuckers, especially when he was facing more of the smaller people. Just the way he'd wind back and just deliver it. I don't know. Something about that when I was a kid. I was like, God damn like you know that and i guess knowing that he's a physical wrestler like he's like a modern day like a sheamus in a way like where he don't hold back you know what i mean like so you knew he was putting his arm into that shit but i'd say yeah yeah same eva you had a not a cm punk buck uh buckshot larry no not that one now you gotta actually get off you gotta actually get your off your feet and connect it for that to count um gentlemen Wrestlers you can't stand. I got uh, one. I have one. Okay. Amy Guevara. Ooh. That's wow. a good one. That that damn. That poor kid, man. He gets yeah. so much hate. Um he just he's great in the ring, just does so much dumb shit and he's annoying. <laughs> I got tires. Because he's terrible. Oh, tires okay. Sorry. Is- I, I will always I'll I'll say I'll say this on every fucking episode of this show if I can. Tyrus is the absolute worst wrestler on the face of the earth. Yeah. The absolute worst out of all the wrestlers. He's the worst. Yeah. Hulk Hogan. And this broke my heart. That's why. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, he was he was my favorite until all that stuff came out. Like, ah oh, now you trash. I can't. Man, you know what sucks, man? I have, we have another friend of ours, our trash girl, Top Rope Squishy, that that was her favorite wrestler, like, ever. And then yeah. the shit, that shit came up, and she that shit, like, broke her heart that that she had to, like, disavow her love of Hulk Hogan because she had, like, I mean, talking about, you know how women do. They they collect everything. So she had a bunch. She just loved them and turned out to be yeah. a piece of shit. Kind of fucking yeah. sucks. I'm, I'm now hoping that John Zena's a good dude still. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, stay yeah. a good dude forever. Yeah. Um, guys, favorite promotion. Your favorite promotion of all time. Well, I don't know if all time, but this isn't an all time thing. But just favorite promotion. Um, 
I'm going WWE, man. I have mine might be a little biased, but look, when you say the all time, like I love AEW. I think we all know that. I'm a big fan, but WWE just been around forever. It's childhood. It's adulthood. It's what's got me going into the podcasting world. So it's right. got to be WWE. Don't come for us fans <laughs> who, if you don't agree with me, please. Delvin? Of all time, um, WCW. Ah, so we're okay. in agreement because that's what I was. That's what I was. That was my pick. I love WCW. Like even like during the bad years of not well, not like two thousand, but like the early years of WCW when they took it like really serious, yeah, and stuff like that. I I love that era of WCW. And I love the NWO era. That like got me really. I I love the old era of WWE, like with Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man and Mega Powers and stuff like that. But that era of WCW with the matches with Sting and Ric Flair. And the Dangerous Alliance and stuff like that. That was like my shit. Yeah, yeah. It's like WCW for me. I had it was I, I was very close to picking NXT Black and Gold, but when Ooh. it comes to WCW, I think for me WCW hit at a certain time. Like when I was in high school, and I was kind of getting out of that like kitty doink the clown, yeah. you know, Papa Shango shit. And then I I looked at WCW and you see the NWO and. You know, Kevin Nash is there and Scott Hall and everybody's fucking cool. And, you know, it looked it almost looked like more physical, too, as far as like the wrestling goes. And then cap that off with the the whole movement with the uh, the cruiserweights with Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Juventud Guerrero, La Parca, Viano, one, two, three, four. Fucking Rey Mysterio. All, just all these just guys. Jericho. So many of Billy, Billy Kidman. It's it just it, the names you could go on and on and on. And it's just those matches were just always so different and competitive. So I just ended up that I love WCW, man. I was so yeah. sad when they went when they went down. Um, let's see here. Favorite piece of merch you own. Now we're just gonna kind of throw this like merch could be anything, hat, shirts whatever because that's a very vague like favorite merch favorite yeah. merch. Um, uh mine's easy my eddie kingston shirt i wear it to every aw pay-per-view i go to when i go to the theater i wear my fucking eddie kingston shirt that's my shit that's my jam that's that's my favorite shirt mine's a uh tie between the two things i won in an auction so my sign live morgan photo and my sign tribal chief photo Ooh. and then so we all know I acknowledge the tribal chief. God watches me. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's is um I have a TNT title. I have a red and um the red and gold TNT title. Like the yes, Cold War. That's awesome. I Shit. got it before AEW was making them. And it looks like legit. Like it's it's great. And I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm a also, big Cody Rhodes fan. That's the one I wanted. Delvin, I don't even know if you know this, but I took your advice, bro. And I ordered that fucking that New Japan US title. I ordered that. Oh, you got it. It's coming Saturday, bro. Awesome. It's coming on Saturday, bro. And I'm gonna do a whole. I'm gonna do a whole fucking unboxing. If it's garbage, I'm gonna send it back. But I'm hoping that I love it. But if that shit sucks, I'm gonna send that shit back. But I'm gonna do a whole live unboxing of that shit when I get it. If it's uh, if you like it, next Tuesday you gotta have it strapped. Oh, bro, I'm wearing that shit to the supermarket, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Dope. 
that belt is the shiznit. Delvin, I know you're kind of short on time, so at any point, man, you let me know when, if you, if and when you need to back out. Um, because I, I was trying to get us to nine o'clock, but we're gonna go a little over. Uh, so favorite show that you've attended. This one, this one seems like a hard one, but for me, it's uh, I went to an NXT show in 2019. Now, it. it I don't want to get too long-winded, but it, it was special for me for a lot of reasons because I was just, like, separating from my ex-wife. And it, it was, like, a whole... That was, like, the summer of Lou. Like, I, I went and did all these things that I couldn't do previously because of my situation, and this was one of those things. And the show just ended up being a phenomenal show. The main event was Matt Riddle versus Velveteen Dream. Oh. oh shit! Yeah, and that's they destroyed the house. Uh, I got to see Shayna Baszler and the Four Horsewomen there. Kyrie Sane was doing her farewell for farewell farewell tour, so she was there also. Um, and it was just a great show. And again, small environment, very cozy. Uh, all the seats were phenomenal. Seats wherever you were sitting was perfect. So uh, that for me was my favorite show. For me. I think I gotta go SummerSlam 06. Main event was Cena and Edge during their hot rivalry. Batista was fighting King Booker. Sabu fought Big Show for the then ECW title. Uh, Ric Flair and Mick Foley had a sick I Quit match. DX faced uh, the McMahons in a tag match. Um, who else fought? Rey Mysterio fought someone in the opening match. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, that was that was just really really cool. Just with my dad, so a really good good time on that one. That's dope. WrestleMania twenty eight, <laughs> once in a lifetime. Zena versus oh, Rock. Yeah, my two favorite wrestlers of all time. How can you top that? How can you top that, bro? Yeah, that yeah. was the one. I, I, I was in like the that. end of an era Hell in a Cell match. Like, yeah, I was a dope. I actually rewatched that pay per view recently. I was a dope pay per view. Yeah, I I love that pay per view. It was just so cool. If I remember correctly, that's Sheamus beat Daniel Bryan like thirteen seconds. Oh uh, yeah, yeah that was and people fun. were so Punk pissed. Jer- I was Punk tight. and Jericho had a good. Yes, but I I just remember like the crowd was electric for Rock and Cena, and I was like torn because those were, like two of my favorites, and like who do I cheer for? It, it was just so great. It, I loved it. Yeah, so Who'd you cheer for, man? Both. <laughs> I was going, let's, <laughs> oh. let's go, Zena. Yeah. Let's go, Rocky. <laughs> you were doing both. They were doing both chants. Everybody was doing. That's probably one of those situations where everybody was doing both chants, like, yeah. most likely. Uh, guys, who would you most like to meet? Rock. <laughs> to not be the same, I'll say John Cena. Okay. Um, for some reason, I would like to meet Abaddon. <laughs> oh, that would be interesting. I was going to fly to Texas to go see her, uh, like last In character. Year. And uh, I don't know what it is about that scary ass woman. Uh, I have her autograph right there. I have her autograph too. Yeah, that's and, your girl. Uh, she's. I just need to see them cakes up close and personal. That's just my thing. <laughs> so. Dream match. If you could create one dream match, what would it be? 
Brock Brock Austin. Did that? Oh, that never happened, huh? No, it didn't. No. It never had. That it, never happened, bro. Shit, that'd be a good match. And then uh, another random: uh, Eddie Guerrero and AJ Styles. Oh, that'd be good. Oh yeah. Well, I got one, and uh, the one is uh, Eddie Guerrero in his prime versus Will Osprey. I would oh, yeah. fucking Good. pay all the dollars to see that match. That'll be good. That'll be really good. Uh, well, we might get one this WrestleMania based off all the rumors. Stone Cold Cena. That'll be cool. That'd be That'd insane. Be cool. That'd be dope. But um, one that's right. you know what. I'm gonna I'm gonna give a fun one, the elite versus the new day. Ooh. Oh hell yeah! Yeah man! I, oh hell my yeah. god, that will bang, bro. That would bang 100. percent Uh, favorite wrestling gear. Let's try to shoot through these. Favorite wrestling gear. Which wrestler has your favorite wrestling gear? For me, Bandito. I got Bandito. Okay. Bandito got some dope ass gear. He got that fucking cool ass jacket, the fucking mask. That shit looks dope. Jade in the She-Hulk outfit for reasons. Oof. Man, that green paint, boy. That was something else. That uh, was something I'll else. go Bianca because she makes her own gear. Yeah, man. Who would be your wrestling counterpart if you were a wrestler? Who would you think you would model your, your style after? That's a good question. Um, I would... I would most I, likely I'd say probably AJ be style. AJ, okay. Cody Rhodes. Eddie Kingston. Okay. <laughs> I've always been a big dude. Uh I, I think uh I would probably wrestle like him. Uh who would you like to wrestle? Who would you Will like Ospreay. to wrestle? Okay. Oof, that's gonna be Nick Nick Anaselli versus Will Ospreay. God damn. I'll be gassed in 10 seconds. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what? Mankind. That could be fun. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, for me, uh, for me, it would be Dewdrop, butt naked, in a tub of Nutella. That's what I'd like to write. Fuck yeah. Good idea. Good idea. So, like, uh, I'll do the same thing. With that's my girl, Mountain Dew. Uh, most underrated wrestler, in your opinion. Not so easy. Ah, I, I want to throw a ricochet out there. Um, but you know, I think Pac. I don't think Pac gets as much justice as he deserves. Yeah. Even though he's like champ and all that. Oh, Pac. Who I was gonna say got a lot of praise this week, so I won't say him. It was Keith Lee. Oh yeah. But. I'll uh, say Andrade. Oh man, yeah. Andrade yeah. so good. So good. Andrade that, is really good. That match he had with Pac was amazing. Yeah. I was there for that. That yeah. was so cool. Oh shit. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucking fantastic, dude. I really hope that he gets his shit settled. Um, for most underrated wrestler, I have two. I have uh Kip Sabian and I have Chad Gable. 
Chad Gable is a fucking oh, okay. phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal, phenomenal technical wrestler. And yeah. I know he's enjoying his shoe shit with Alpha Academy, but man, if they let him go on a run, he'd he'd be fucking unrelenting. I agree. And it's what? reasons like that why Spick Man come back. Yes, shit. Yeah, he can. He'll be fucking. Uh, what's the? What was he? Shorty G. Shorty G, He'll be Shorty G again. Fuck out of here with that shit. That shit yeah, is fuck you, dude. Um, what do you love most about your favorite? Um, so for me, my favorite is. Uh, did we do favorites already? I could. I don't think we did. No, it doesn't ask. Shit. Well, I guess, I guess okay, so like I guess it'll kind of like make it a two part. So my favorite is Will Osprey. And my favorite thing about Will Osprey is that unrelenting confidence that he has and like he treats wrestling matches like they're like quote unquote like real. Like he feels like if he loses that he's just he's failed at life. And I love that that aspect of that fucking that's why I call it unrelenting confidence. That's my favorite thing about him. I got Seth Rollins as my current favorite and kind of going hand in hand with the confidence, like committed to the gimmick kind of at all times, like goes all in and that just like a Will Ospreay any day of the week. Hey, I need you to go 25. Got it, boss. And it's going to be probably at least a four star match. Yeah. Well, yeah. Minimal. Cody Rhodes. I like the traditional Babyface, good guy, guy. The guy who kind of reminds you of Hulk Hogan, the John Cena type, that prototype. I like the traditional good guy in wrestling. I feel like because of the Stone Cold era and the Rock era, we don't get enough of that. We get yeah. like the good guy. Like I love Mox too. Mox also falls a lot. Mox is my favorite also as well. But I like the the babyface, clean wrestling. We don't see that as, as often as we Yeah, see it, that's it. like a rare thing, honestly. Yeah, we get the... We got the good guy, but he's kind of rough around the edges. He's going to say some bad words. He's going to be cool. Like, Mox is a cool, good guy. Eddie Case is a cool, good guy. Roman yeah. Reigns is a bad guy, but he's kind of cool. All the good guys, you don't have that clean, white meat, baby face. I'm going to do the right thing because it's the right thing to do anymore. And I think Cody Rhodes is kind of a throwback to that. And I kind of I kind of dig that. Yeah, that's fucking, yeah. actually, that's a fucking good point. I never even really thought about that. There's not a lot of, like, real good like hero characters anymore everybody's like an in-between yeah uh top five favorite wrestlers it could be all time it could be at the moment um i kind of did like a at the moment thing so again i keep saying this dude's name will osprey ben in no particular order will osprey bandito pentagon jr aka el cero miedo matt riddle and swerve right now those are my those are my guys. Okay. I'll do Kurt. Yeah, you go first. Okay. I got Keith Lee, Cody Rhodes. Uh, let's see. Andrade. Uh, Moxley. And my fifth probably will be Hangman. Oh, yeah. I got Seth, Roman, Moxley, conveniently the Shield. Um, now in High Black. Big fan of Mount. And then, uh, give me one second. I'm thinking. So I'm thinking of, uh, um, 
Montez Ford. That's a good one. Uh, hell yeah, bro. Favorite picture of a wrestler? Now, it could be picture with you in it. it could, well, actually, that's the next question. But uh, favorite, your favorite photo of a wrestler is what the question is asking. Uh, mine's out of the... So I went to Armageddon 05 when Randy Orton and Undertaker fall hell in a cell. And it's you see Randy Orton like walking out of the cell. I don't know if you ever saw it. And then you just see Taker on top of the cell in the background, like doing his whole oh, arms thing. Oh man, goddamn. That's up there. And then yeah, I'd probably say that just because I, I was there for it. Or if not, I don't know. I'm a big fan of Kofi with the New Day holding him up with the WWE title as well. I was a big fan of that one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Delvin. Um the, the New Day one's <clears throat> a good one. Um the stare down between the Rock and Cena, it's a really cool photo. Yeah, just because it doesn't seem real almost. Yeah, but my favorite thing is actually a video of Rick Ross and Dynamite. <laughs> Hell yeah! Accusations. False accusations. accusations. False accusations. Every time I see it, I die laughing. Oh, that was the best. I don't know why they don't follow up with shit like that. I would have had Rick Ross there every fucking week. Yes. Rick Ross needs to be all elite. I agree. Every week. It was so so um, for me, there's a picture of, and I know this dude is not exactly our favorite, but um, there's a picture of Rock and Hogan when they had their stare down where mm-hmm. Rock's looking one way and Hogan's looking the other way. And it was like the oh. perfect shot of them with the crowd like going crazy in the background. Um, another favorite picture of mine is Eddie Kingston walking out covered in blood with a gasoline canister. That's a great one. <laughs> I, I witnessed the fucking, that. Uh, the fucking banuelo and shit over his head, the, the two-part banuelo. Um, but my favorite picture ever is, it's right here. Actually, you can't see it, but it's here. It's Eddie Guerrero holding the Undisputed Championship with the confetti falling down. Oh, that's a good one. I have that right there signed um, on the wall. It's my favorite. That's dope. That's dope. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, what is the favorite picture of you with a wrestler? If you have one. Probably my photo with Lacey just because she's a real life friend. Actually, I got to send you something. I saw a very risque picture of her that got deleted from her Instagram. I need to ask questions about that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, For me... It's it's I just took it this past weekend. It's me and Mickey James that she's you know, Mickey James had no reason to be as nice as she was to us at this yes. fucking show. I like agree. Delvin Delvin will tell you when we so when we we got in line for the for the merch table and it was uh Joe Hendry and Sammy Callahan were at the table and they were the guy was like, Oh, Mickey's coming, Mickey's coming, but she wants me to tell all you guys that she's not in a rush. Don't worry. If you want to talk to her, you can talk to her. Whatever you want to have signed, she'll sign it. She's on the way. So um, she finally came down, and, dude, she hugged everybody. She was giving people kisses on the cheek, and um, she was talking to them about whatever they brought up. She was fucking awesome, dude, especially with the fact that, you know, her brother and her nephew passed away last week. Like, I was surprised she was even at the show much less performing much less doing meet and greets so that woman is a saint so that picture for me is just that's my favorite yeah it's it's the same for me 
She was mad cool. Good. Mad relatable. Just awesome. Yeah, fantastic, dude. So cool. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, we have reached the end of this episode of Wrestling is Trash. I would like to thank you all so much for joining us for episode 122. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to this channel for more Wrestling is Trash content. But before we go, we have a saying on the show to our guests is once a trash boy, always a trash boy. So Delvin, feel free to come back at any time. We'll get our schedules right next time so we can do a little bit of a longer show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, my I'm bad from the BX. <laughs> nah, bro. I, listen, I already told Delvin. I'm like, bro, it's kind of my fault, too, because I always tell people seven when it's supposed to be eight. Delvin wanted to shame you. I didn't want to do my boy like that. So, <laughs> yes, you know, like, wow. Yeah, they didn't really want to do all that. But listen, at any point when you want to come back, man, you're always welcome to come back. And uh, you guys know me. I'm Lou from the BX, host of the Everything Podcast. You know where to find my shit already. Instagram, the Everything Podcast. From there, you click the Pico link. You'll have access to every single one of my links. And uh, you already know. So with that, bam. Oh, I got it right the first time. Pass it over to Nick. Yep, yep. Well, before that, too, Delvin, where can we find you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter until it burns down, of course. At Delvin underscore Cox. Check out the Delvin Cox experience anywhere you get podcasts. And check out, um, if you like video games, check out Play Some Video Games. I'm a co-host on that show. And that show gets pretty wild sometimes. Nice. Lou from the BX awesome. on Hive Social. Hive Social, guys. Lou from the BX on Hive ah. Social. I think, I think I'm on, on Hive Social with Delvin Cox as well. So, yeah. You can do oh, I got I, I to hit you up because I have no friends on there yet. Oh, hit me up. Then. I have yet to make one. But, uh, yes, everyone, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Nick Anacelli. Most importantly, follow us on YouTube and tw- uh, Instagram at Wrestling It's Trash and on Twitter at Wrestling Be Trash. Uh, just so you guys know, our next two episodes are conveniently the last two episodes of the calendar year. We're Lou and I will be going into our year-end show. So big that we have to do it twice because we don't want to rush. We will be talking probably about three hours of the year of 2022 from Vince McMahon leaving to Cody Rhodes returning to the CM Punk winning the title and then having it all out scrum and then Soraya showing up in AEW and just everything in between. We're definitely be diving in. So it's too big for one episode. We'll be diving into two. So please stay tuned and listen for that. But thank you everyone for listening for the past one hour, 14 minutes and 32 seconds. We bid you all.